Welcome back to the Triumphant Learning Podcast. Today, we're talking about how you can focus on connection over productivity. When my daughter was learning to read, I was initially concerned because I would be following along in the book and listening to her, and I would only hear some of the words. It was like she just kept going and she was skipping words, and it was a pretty regular occurrence. So I was trying to figure out what was going on. And as she was reading, I would look over at her mouth and I would still see her mouthing the words, but I couldn't hear them. It took me a few times watching her to realize she was still reading the words. She was just inhaling as she was trying to say them instead of pausing long enough to take a breath and be able to say the words instead of just mouthing them. And I thought, how am I going to help her get past this? She needs to be able to not only read to herself, which she clearly could do, but she needs to be able to read to other people and for us to enjoy and understand and be able to follow along. So I asked around and I asked some veteran homeschool moms who had raised their children. They had multiple children. They've, you know, I figured they've seen it all and they had no idea. So I stopped and I was thinking, how am I going to help her? The problem is that she's not pausing long enough to take a breath. So what can I do about that? And so I realized I can make a little stop sign and I cut out a stop sign Uh, picture, just printed one off of the internet, stuck it to a popsicle stick, and I had her place the the stop sign at the end of a sentence. And she was supposed to place it at the end of the punctuation, whether that was a period, a question mark, an exclamation point, and she had to pause when she got to the stop sign, because that's what you do when you're out on the road. And then she moved the stop sign to the next ending punctuation, and she could read up to that. So it trained her to go to the punctuation, take a breath, go to the punctuation, take a breath. It was helping her develop that skill of pausing long enough to be able to process what's coming next, to be able to let others catch up with you. And it was much more enjoyable to listen to her as she was reading. And it was cumbersome for her, but it was really helpful. I've thought about this when I'm thinking about how I interact with others, with especially with my children. And am I always on the go? Am I so busy that I am walking down the hallway as they're talking to me? Am I uh, antsy and wanting to look at my phone to check to see what notification I have or what's going on? You know, what's the next thing that I need to do? What's the next thing on the calendar when they're trying to talk to me? Am I pausing long enough for them to be able to really feel like I am giving them my full attention and that I am present with them. The reality is I don't do that very well on a daily basis. I have times during the day that I do great. I have some days that I do fantastic all day, but most days I have a moment when I realize I am not present. My mind is someplace else, or I am trying to get on to the next thing. And so today I want to share with you three tips that I use, three strategies to help me be fully present with those in front of me instead of being focused on productivity. That first step is to relax. 
it is hard for us to just pause and to relax. There's so much that we need to do, so much that's going on. But when I actually do that, it helps me to keep the right perspective. So there are three things that I do. First of all, I'll push my shoulders back. Just by doing that, it opens up my chest. It allows me to release some of the tension in my shoulders that I have been accumulating as I've been bent over or been uh, rushing around the house or rushing around doing errands. When I push my shoulders back, I can pause. And I'll try to do that throughout the day as I notice that I'm starting to slump over, as I notice I'm starting to hold that tension in, because I know that I hold my tension in my shoulders. And over time, that really builds up and that's not a good thing. Uh, the other thing that I do is I take a deep breath. I will try to do that throughout the day. I have had a, a friend who is a professional musician and uh, singer and she talked a lot about how we just don't breathe deeply enough anymore. So many of us are used to just that shallow breathing because we're just trying to get through the day. But when we take a deep breath, it allows our bodies time to pause. It allows us to get more oxygen and the oxygen actually helps us to feel better, to think better, think more clearly. So I will try to take a deep breath when I'm doing dishes, when I'm driving around, if I'm sitting at a stoplight, it's a great time to take a deep breath. When you're listening to your children tell you a story, it's a great time to pause and take a deep breath because it gives you a few extra moments to treasure what they're saying. And as we talked about in last week's podcast, that it's just really hard for us to sometimes keep that perspective that the days are long, but the years are short. And when we take a deep breath, it can be that difference between rushing through our day and truly treasuring it. And the third thing that I do to relax is I release the tension in my jaws. I tend to hold quite a bit of tension there. And there are a couple of things that I can do. One is that I just open my mouth wide and release it. It's just kind of like a really big uh, yawn. And if you have TMJ, issues that can be a problem. So be careful with doing that. But I do have TMJ and it still helps me. I just go to the point that I can and uh, then release. The other thing you can do, and I had a massage therapist tell me about releasing all this tension because I went in one day and I, my shoulders and my neck were so sore. So she told me about putting my tongue on the roof of my mouth and just when you do that, it forces everything to relax. You can also do the yoga lion pose. And I've not done this, but I have seen other people talking about it. So I will leave a link for uh, a resource of where you can see how to do that. The second thing that I try to do is to notice my surroundings. If we are so busy and we are just on the go, it is going to be very hard for us to notice what's going on. We won't notice those who need our help. We won't notice when our children want our attention. We won't notice. And I don't want to be missing. I want to be savoring. So one way that I do that is by doing uh, creating mental pictures. We have a, an activity that I have done with the girls since they were little called mental picture painting. And I'll leave a, a link to the video in the resource center that I explain exactly how to do that. It's a great way for your children to notice their surroundings. It's a great preparation for 
reading practice is great for them as they are getting older and studying and they have to pay more attention to the texts that they're reading. It's also great for parents because we can then call up those images when we're having a rough day. When we want to remember that the years are short, I have images stored up of my daughters playing in the sandbox, of them on the merry-go-round at the park, of my daughter sitting in front of the car when she got her learner's permit. These are the moments that I treasure and that I look back on and I really want to remember. They also provide a little bit of respite for me on a difficult day. They provide encouragement when I think sometimes very quickly in succession from the sandbox days to the car days. It's like, oh yeah, these days are flying by. The third thing that you can do is to let go of your to-do list. I know how hard that is. I know that you want to get done what you need to do, that you feel like your to-do list is overflowing. I feel that way too. I try to remember though that I only have a finite amount of time. And if I am always trying to get something done, I'm not investing that time where it really needs to be. I love how Charles Hummel in Tyranny of the Urgent says that we need to focus on activities that have eternal significance. I recognize that there are things we need to do that don't have eternal significance, or at least it's a little harder to see that eternal significance. We have to get the laundry done. We have to get the meals prepared. We have to get... Um, groceries. There are things we have to do, but there are also a lot of things on our to-do list that probably could get wiped off and it wouldn't make a big difference. So when I'm looking at my to-do list and I'm trying to decide what goes on it, that's one of the things that I think about. Is this really important? Does this have eternal significance? And when something pops up, like one of my daughters is having a really rough day and I know that she needs my personal attention. She needs me to sit there beside her, to listen to her, to let her vent, let her cry, whatever the need is. That takes precedence over getting the laundry done. But it takes a conscious choice for me to say, I'm going to focus on what is truly important and not what on what, not focus on what is on my to-do list. If you're struggling with getting, uh, dealing with your to-do list and even knowing what to put on it, I'm going to leave a link to you for a free email sequence that I have where you can learn to take back your days and to plan your days with a little more intention so that you can focus on the eternal significance. I want to also invite you to a Q&A session. It'll be tomorrow night, Thursday, October 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And you can come, the link is in the Resource Center, so come join us in the Resource Center. It's free to join. You just need to request access, and I'll let you in as quick as possible. And you'll find the link there, and you can come ask me anything you want. Whether it's what we've been talking about the past couple of sessions, the past couple of, of episodes about focusing on those in front of us and being fully present, or whether it's about homeschooling or parenting, whatever's on your mind, come and let's chat. I also want to invite you to come comment in the Resource Center about focusing on connection over productivity and which of these tips is most helpful to you. Which one are you going to apply to your week this next week? Until next time, have a triumphant day.